Podcast would carry me away. But while talking to Squeak Nick and Michelle get a word in Edgeways, record over a bottle of rum on a darker Southampton Bay. That is what we're talking about. Saddle up my microphone, get deep in Baker Bone. South by Southeast. Hello and welcome to the first full Mounty Filled episode of Due South by Southeast, the show about Due South, recorded by two folks in the southeast of the UK. See, it all makes sense. I am Detective Squee, and with me, as always, is Mounty Michelle. And, of course, Dottie Baker. So, we're going to talk about the pilot episode this week. And, of course, this is the show which gives due south its due. No, Michelle, put away those droplets of water you collected this morning. That's not really relevant, because I mean due in the other senses in their due respect. you see what I did there? Yes. And I'm now out of puns which relate to due. Like the Jewish people and, and the, the droplets of water was really all I had pun-wise there. That's probably not a bad thing. I don't know. I agree to disagree. I'll have to get my pun on elsewhere. So first episode. So just initial gut thoughts on the pilot episode, Michelle, which we've just finished watching. It just had a bit of everything. I think you had your drama, your action, your comedy. I could see a little spark of romance going there as well. Well, a couple for Between Ray and uh, Benton, yeah? No. Well, a little bromance. Well, I, I a little bromance them. going That's on. That's what I'm but... saying. I think he's definitely in with the sister. Oh, well, that, yeah, that, that one uh, comes up later. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. But um, for me, it is great that it introduces everything. Everything that you need to know going ahead is in this pilot, which not every show does that successfully. Like, you, you really, they nail the character in, in scenes, individual scenes, which we'll get to in a minute. My only thought is probably... It might not have had to have been an hour and a half long. Yeah, I think we all kind of found that, didn't we? It's like you say, it could have been tightened up a little bit. It didn't need to be that full an hour and a half. Well, in our in our pilot episode where we we spoke about uh, due south by southeast, I said that I love the way they use music and they kind of uh, they do allow a bit of air in the episodes. This one, they 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 overread it. I think they could have just sucked a little air out and still had a much tighter show. Like they they stopped for full songs, and they had scenes of just walking, just yes. just so much walking going on. Which I get. Like at the beginning, it works, but then just okay. We've established he walks a lot. It's fine. It's good. But would we've got that little clip at the end with the walking scene where the foot sinks in the snow and he falls over laughing? That was pretty cute. Well, that was genius, but that's there. Yeah, that's what walking through Canada, which is mm. is I think necessary to set up the show. But then you've got bits where you're just walking through America, walking through Canada, walking through everywhere, and it's just and again stopping for full songs. So anyone who is watching Due South for the first time, just just stay with it. Just stay with it. It gets really great really quickly. But just this 
I mean, this episode has got all the greatness in it. It's just also got a lot of air. So uh, we are joined again because we're recording this back to back with our our, um, inaugural episode, which is fancy for first. Oh, I'm glad you explained. Yeah. Um, So we are joined once again by our uh, first mini Mountie. And by the way, if you want to be a mini Mountie, just reminding you, you can email us, you can uh, tweet us, you can Facebook group us. Uh, and email is Michelle. Ah, here we go again. <laughs> oh, I will get this right. It is due south, but no, it was due. Yeah, due south. Oh yeah, it was due yeah. south. Then it's the B S L. Why Why do you know? It's the same thing as last time. Like my problem is, this sounds very very similar to something we have at work, and I keep going back to that, and we have a B S L thing at work. Not related at all, so I need to get that out of my head. Well, yeah, the NHS of the UK is very much connected to yourself. No, it's really not, but I've, you know when you've got something stuck in your head, you can't quite get past it every time you go to say something? B-S-E. So, so, so let's start from the top again. Juicelf, B-S-E, at gmail.com. So just imagine it as if it was the title of the show. Juicelf, B-S-E, by Southeast. I know, but th- I've got um, basic learn um, life. See, I can't even remember what it's called. Basic learning problems. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do have basic <laughs> learning problems. This is this is my job's fault. It's so ingrained in me. This BSL. So uh, if you go to that email address, juicesouthbse <laughs> at gmail dot com, or you go to Twitter, juicesouthbse. See, it's, it's the it's, same. Is it See, it's, 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 yeah, it's yeah. To say, is it? And then you go to Facebook. It's Due uh, South by Southeast is the name of the group. And just right there, why you think you'd make a good mini Mountie. And it can just be that you, you're just a fan of Due South or you like our podcast or any excuse you want. And you will like there's no tough membership entry here. And we will give you a membership number to the mini Mounties. And it doesn't matter what age you are. It's not just for kids. The mini mini Mounties of all ages. I mean, Michelle, obviously, with her height, is a mini Mountie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm shrinking by the day. Well, that's probably quite true. So anyway, we were going to welcome our mini Mountie. Hello, Neve. How are you doing today? Okay. I love the fact that you're trying to talk during the podcast... All the way through, and I'm having to go, wait, just wait, just wait. And then as soon as I introduce you, you go, like, you don't know what to say. Hi. (sighs) Never work with children or animals. Oh, okay, Dottie's giving me the eagles now. Uh, But, Neve, Mm -hmm. so I believe you had some questions about Due South based on the pilot. Let's start with that. Oh, okay. Go to your list. We gave everyone a little book so they could write notes. This sounds a little bit silly, but why is this so, the snow is so crunchy? Because uh, that's a noise that snow makes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of snow there. Because when you stand it, it compacts. You see, you learn on this show as well. Because the snow, as it falls, is loose, and then it kind of hardens a bit when it's on the ground. If and then when school, you... St- come here. Sorry? If you hate school, come here. Yeah, sure. Although I'm guessing they're used to it, so they still go to school. But yeah, so you stand on it, all the snow compacts together and it makes that crunching noise and it lets the air out from it, which they should have done with this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Nice link. Another question? The dog is so cute. That's not a question. Yeah, Yeah, but still so cute. Well, it's a wolf. I just had to say it, though. The deaf wolf 
is very cute. Diefenbaker. Um, I do need to find out who played Diefenbaker because I, I know it was, um, you know, I'm sorry to ruin the TV magic for everyone, but it was a different wolf in the first, I think, series or two. I think it might have been the first series. And then they switched to another one, which suddenly went a lot whiter. <laughs> so yeah, that's one to look out for as you're watching through Juice Health. I would love it if they just... Um... If they just said, oh, Diefenbaker, have you been to the salon today? Yeah. <laughs> Diefenbaker, have you got bleaching? <laughs> it's all the rage now in America. <laughs> I mean, this for me, though, is why uh, G South is genius. Just the idea of, like, let's throw in a wolf. Let's not just throw in a wolf, though. Let's throw in a death wolf, <laughs> which he has to communicate with using uh, lip reading, which he's assuming he has, although if he does, it's self-taught, as, yeah. um, as Fraser says during this. Yeah, how bizarre. Genius. Uh, but we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Uh, as I say, what I love about this is... Oh, I mean, first of all, the first thing I loved about this is how 90s it gets at many wow. junctures. So many. I mean, right from the beginning, you've got the uh, Alliance Atlantis, which I believe is a production company, and it's the most 80s logo you've ever seen. It's It's like computer-generated... But very basic computer generated. Mm. Definitely, and the fashions throughout. I mean, some of the shirts that um the detective um, was wearing, oh, they were a bit special, weren't they? Oh, he does that all through. I I love that. Yeah, I think it's partly nineties. Partly they want to show him up as kind of like dressing like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I love about um about Del Vecchio or Ray Vecchio. Sorry, Vecchio, not Del Vecchio thing i love about Vecchio is that he is set up as a bit of an ass but mm. but a nice one i'm slightly modifying my language because there's kids <laughs> in the room but uh or you know well i say kids you know dotty and, and neve obviously um but yeah I, I love the idea that he he is he isn't a pure nice guy but he becomes better because of fraser yeah i think the first scene we see him in when he's in the prison cell Entrapping? That's a word, isn't it? Entrapping? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to entrap. It doesn't go particularly well, but I think, yeah, it definitely shows that his morals are a bit... um, Fluid? Yeah, fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm just making up He's willing to break the rules and to to mess about a bit with it, and uh, it's great that through meeting Fraser right there in that first episode, that's what stops him from doing it. Yeah. So you set up the relationship between them. It's, 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 it, I mean, given that there's so many bits you could cut, the bits which do work are so economical. Like in one scene, you've shown who he is, you've further uh, established who Fraser is and how, who he's going to be in his world, and you've also set up their relationship. And like, you know, when he wants to do cut corners, Fraser says no, and they're in, they end up the better for it. Yeah. It's beautiful. So why it had to be an hour and a half long? It's like, I mean, I think a solid hour without commercials. So, you know, maybe whatever that works out is with commercials in America, probably an hour and a half mm. now at least, that would be. I think it would have been perfect. You you could have just knocked the air out of make this such a solid story because it's, again, it's all in here. Yeah. Um, but for me, the... Uh, oh, yeah, and you go straight in on the... Uh, guitar music there's no theme tune up front no. i think that bit which they use at the end where they do use the juice south theme tune juice south juice south theme tune i don't know if that was originally on there or if they added that when they changed their mind but 
an interesting bit of trivia which I found on, on the old IMDb is that apparently this was intended, CBS intended this episode to be a standalone TV movie. So this would have just been it. And like it, if you watch it and you think about it, it yeah. does make complete sense. It's totally cut off. There's nothing you need to do more to tell this story. Yes, at the end, he does end up staying in America, but there's no reason why that has to be a story. It's just great that that became the story. But it, I think that's why this, in the ways it does work, works really well, is because it's so contained. Mm. And then you just spin off there into the series. I guess that's why they felt that they could um, kind of bulk the episode out with having these walks and musics and things, you know, that they weren't thinking, okay, well, we need to condense this to keep this moving along or anything. It was just what it was. Yeah, and I'm rereading it here, actually, and it says the rating of the movie were pretty good. They decided to start production of a full-blown television series. Mm. So so that must mean that tune was on the end there. So the yeah. Due South theme was meant to be an end theme, and that became the, the, the thing. Mm. Interesting yeah. fact. Yeah. And actually it also makes sense of something else because I did notice a few characters that they set up here. I think the assistant in the Canadian consulate does come back. I'm not sure I'll have to be reminded of that. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's now or if it's later they change the captain. I think it's later they change the captain. I think he might be the captain throughout the full first series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And there was definitely setting up a sassy black uh, a desk sergeant <laughs> character who I'm pretty sure doesn't come back in again. Because mm. there's a lot more reoccurring characters who were kind of put in, in the proper full episode. Although, interestingly, I'm guessing... if I mean, they, there's a couple like bits of casting which are really genius. You've got Fraser's dad, who later on becomes, post-death, a reoccurring character, which is, again, just genius of G-Cell. You've got um, Vecchio's sister, who is in such a small one scene, and she gets a couple lines within that scene, and she becomes a reoccurring character in a lot of episodes. So it's it just shows, like, if you... Even if you're casting for something small, if you really put in the work, you can find kind of people who you can really use in the future. Mm-hmm. So, like, loads of those people came back again and they were just in such small scenes. So they could have just really hired anyone who could just deliver a couple of lines. But Mm. they went for good actors. Yeah, and I think that was, um, you know, talking earlier on about, uh, in the previous uh, podcast, about um, these big actors that were in it, you know. I think they they did go for quality. Yeah, and those people at the time, I mean, I had no idea by that stage what Jonathan Banks Mm. or Mark Ruffalo had done. Leslie Nielsen was definitely a, a known name, yeah. but we have actually just found that uh, there was a movie done between Paul Gross and um, and uh, Leslie Nielsen. Uh, what was it called? Brushheads or no? Was it Mo- Broom Men or something? Broom Men. That was it. Yeah. Broom Men. So that's definitely going to be a future episode. That's going to be a between series of Juice Health episode. Yeah. We, we have to get into broom that. Broom Men. To, we have to find Broom Men and watch the hell out of that movie. Definitely curious about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Neva, I think, has a comment or question. Nothing. You no, have to no. actually, <laughs> you put your hand up. It's because you said a naughty word. Oh, you're getting told off. Oh, I'm getting censored. Can you give me a clue to what the word was? I can't say it. Oh, watch the poop out of this. No. Oh. Do you want to whisper? Whisper to me. The what... Are, and you had half of what I think said. I said SH1T. 
Oh, hell doesn't count. Oh, if I'd said... Which I thought I'd said, that would count as a rude word. Hell, I'm not getting censored on. I you're, can't say that. You're just about to turn 11, isn't it? Yeah, in four days. Yeah, you're just about to turn 11. You can cope with hell. Jeez. <laughs> you're amongst the heathens now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, censorship aside, Jesus Christ. <laughs> See? Yeah, again, there we go. <gasps> again! Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even religious listening, but yeah. Um, uh, so yes. Anyway, I want to set up with the first um, first of our clips we're going to play in. We're getting adventurous with this one. If um, if oh, we can keep up with technology. Yeah, uh, you will have to excuse me. I realised just when we were starting to set up for this podcast, I don't actually own a DVD or Blu-ray player. Um, <laughs> I mentioned in the previous episode. I sort of spoke with my wife about a year ago. I filled up the house with most stuff, but it just shows in a year I never thought to put in a DVD, really, or a Blu-ray. It just shows you how much I use them, but, uh, but I do have a, an enormous collection of them. And we need to get our due south on, and DVD is the way to do it. So we're going to play a little clip, and I think, if Michelle can work on technology. And you felt it necessary to go out there and get him now, in the middle of one of the worst storms we've had this year? Yes, sir. Fraser. He just tracked a man 300 kilometers because he caught too many fish. He exceeded the limit by quite a bit, sir. How much could a man fish over the limit that would justify you recklessly endangering your life and the reputation of this police force? Yeah, four and a half tons, sir. The fish? Yes, sir. He was dynamiting the rivers, scooping the salmon off the surface of the backhoe. So I destroyed... Let it play, I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were pressing tanks, I was. Fragmentary mines. And I then donated the three and a half truckloads of fish to a local Inuit village. The tribal elder said that he would call you with his thanks as soon as the local phone lines were restored. <laughs> Sir, there's a tribal elder on the phone for you, and this just came in over the wire. It's your fault. Okay, goodbye, stop it. See, I think that, aside from, you know, technological and Michelle problems... <laughs> Mainly me. Uh, ...really shows how... That, that's Fraser right there. That's, that's all you need to know about him. It's like he will go to ridiculous lengths to catch his man, as the Mountie always does. Mountie always gets their man. He does. Does, yeah? Yeah. Neat. Uh, <laughs> mini Mounties will, be, will speak when they're spoken to. Uh, so he shows that he's kind of the he's, he's had to get his man it, that and just the setup of like he like when he's throwing we didn't quite get it on the on the mic there but when he throws the guy into jail he goes that's the last time he'll fish over the limit <laughs> so you get the laugh and then you get the explanation of why he did it and why he went to those lengths oh yeah it, it's a bit special isn't it you know and he fed the hungry <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's it, yeah. He's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice, actually, that gets me on to another point. It's the, the relationship they show with only using one guy of his relationship to the Inuit and to how it's symbiotic and how kind of, like, the Mounties are shown in this programme and generally are seen as kind of these uh, happy, really nice, really lovely guys. And it shows how maybe... 
even someone uh, like a group with that reputation can be on the wrong side of the locals and yeah. of the people who kind of whose place this is traditionally, shall we say? Yeah, and I think right at the beginning they're just showing this stunning scenery. What an amazing place this is! And then to think these people that live there are you know destroying it for for money. And I understand the jobs part and the economy, but most of these people they're doing it to get money for themselves and they're willing to destroy all these animals in this amazing place that they have and you can completely understand why you know the natives there you know then like there was a comment you know if you want your meat go to the supermarket mountie yeah these natives they're still out there hunting their own their own food so you can imagine the destruction that it's causing and how it's hurting them and these people doing it for their own money they clearly don't care about that at all I'm just glad that uh, we've learned about climate and that you just don't mess with Mm. it. Here, Canada, America. It's good that we've all learned don't mess with Mother Nature. So, uh, yeah, thank God nothing about this is topical in any way, shape or form. Otherwise, that would be scary in this day and age. Um, I mean, it's 20 years ago. We've learned our lessons. 30 years? Is it 30 years ago now? Coming up on 30 years. It was... Give me a second, let me get into this. So it was 95 when the pilot was made. So that's over 30 years. 20, isn't it? Yeah, 20. That's what I said, 20 years. Over 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) I maths me. Yeah, so 20 years, as I said, Michelle, cheese. Uh, so it's 20, 22, 22 23 years. Yeah, yeah coming on 23 years. Wow. Yeah, that'll make you feel old. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so what next? Uh, I think the other thing is, yeah, as I say, there is something to do with uh, the relationship with Benny and Ray, which you get. So you get the prison cell mm. scene, first of all, and that elevator scene. Yes. So if you can go to uh, 28 minutes and 38 seconds, roughly... There is a rather delightful elevator scene where you've got, uh, there's kind of, it's, it kind of ends up being a call back to uh, an earlier bit. So you've got, um, no, make as much noise as you want, Michelle, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> no, I've muted it. I've muted it on the oh, okay, um, So you've got an earlier scene where uh, Fraser's at the airport and he's letting people take the cab. Yeah. And he's just he stops with one person and then he ends up giving it to like five different groups of people and you know you see cutaways and eventually he just ends up walking and then you've kind of got a similar scene where he's uh, at an elevator. Yes. And we're of course going to hear about that just a second, uh, but I can riff. It's fine. I mean, yeah, just Michelle, take your time. Just, just no, did nice. you say twenty-eight? Yeah. Association and everyone on your list comes up as members. Only one of them, this Dr. Lawrence Medley, isn't current with his dues. So I called the last number they have on the guy, and the nurse says he can't come to the phone, seeing that he's been dead for 12 years. This makes me curious. Only takes an extra second to be curious after you, man. After you, sir. Are we going to get on or what? <laughs> so again, he ends up just holding the elevator for everyone else until it's full and it goes off without them. Yeah. <laughs> again, it's just perfect little nuggets of, of who that character is going to be. 
Yeah, definitely. You can't imagine anyone being like that nowadays, can you? It's Yeah. Um, and there's another thing which I noticed as well, another thing which kind of relates to maybe due south for telling current times as well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when they've got the scene with the dentist? Yes. And uh, he said, oh, the only thing I caught was this, and you've got a <laughs> yes. beaver which is stuff there mm. in his office. Do you remember a story about a dentist killing a lion a little while ago? Oh, that was that little story, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. obviously, they started off with the beavers, then they moved up the food chain to the, <laughs> to the lions. lions. Yeah. Actually, that, that makes me think of back in um, one of the early scenes when the... It's, uh, whatever the hut is, the, um, the police headquarters up in Canada... Yeah. There's this lovely scene. I really love the staging up there and the use of props in that scene. There was there was this bit where these big antlers are on the on the wall and one of the police officers is stood so it looks like the antlers are nice. coming out of his head. Classic visual humor. Yeah. Yeah. And it it was very visual humor in there cuz you've also got the bit with the big water thing and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the changing water which why they're trying to get off a full water butt? I don't quite know. But no. uh, just for comedy purposes, why not? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there was something about this as well, where they went big very quickly with the action in the show. Yeah. So you've got, like, a, a big chase scene across... Uh, Dottie, if you could just make some more noise for the mic, that'd be excellent. Um, they've got an excellent scene where they're... Uh, like the beginning where he's tracking that guy for the fishing quotas. Yes. You've got a big uh, scene later on a... Um, what's the thing going across the snow? snow jet thing or the actual snowmobile things yeah Yeah. so the snowmobiles you've got like a dog team you've got an explosion where uh, Fraser flips out of a window like lots of stuff being blown up it's it's really quite visually big and obviously they I think they must have spent again Dotty just a bit more noise would be fantastic please wait Dotty up so obviously they must have sent, spent a pretty penny on this. Yeah. Like, 90s money. Mm. I'm reckoning that's going to cost a bit. Yeah, it must have done. I, I, I don't know how much these cost, but it looked pretty expensive. The, most of the effects were pretty good. I think um, you picked up a few things that weren't so great. But um... Yeah, one, one of the things they've listed under Goofs on IMDb is something I'd already mentioned, which is the wonderful double they <laughs> use for Paul Gross. Yeah. Basically, you've got a scene where they're going across the uh, the ice. I hope everyone's watching these episodes along with us, because, yeah, boy, you should. They're going across the ice, and he's got an eye mask on, and yeah. is there a hood? I think he's, has he got the Mountie hat on? He's got a big hat on. But he suddenly gets twice the size, and I think the age at the same time. Yeah. I, I have to say, I didn't pick that up at first until you pointed it out, but after someone's pointed that out, you can't not miss it. You can't not miss it? You can't not miss it. Can't not see it? That would work too. Just English, yeah, that's all, that's, that's fine. <laughs> the guy can make words up, I can make sentences up. Oh, there was another couple of interesting general facts on IMDb uh, where they're saying that apparently every time that uh, Fraser gets injured on the show, it's when his hat has got knocked off or blown off or really? he doesn't have his hat on. So like, they began to call that the hat of invincibility. <laughs> It's a nice little uh, uh, tidbit there. Apparently all the, the uh, characters in the first series were named after a famous Canadian character. So Stephen Baker, I think, was a uh, maybe a prime minister or a mayor. Or, well, let's, let's get this up. That's quite an unusual name. I thought that was just made up for the programme. 
No, I definitely have found that that was a real character when I was doing some research earlier. Oh yeah, Fraser named after Fraser River in uh, British Columbia. Diefenbaker is named after John Diefenbaker, Prime Minister of Canada from 57 to 63. Thatcher, uh, it's a later ca- character, is named after Margaret Thatcher. Really? <laughs> UK Prime Minister, uh, so 1990. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Who thought someone would name a character after her? Yeah, interesting choice. Um, <laughs> let's not get into that. <laughs> let's have one podcast where I don't get overly political. I've already just dumped on Donald Trump, which, yeah, okay, he deserves it. Only someone would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's some Russian uh, prostitutes. Anyway, um, there's some questions. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah, something we do have to do throughout the episode. Actually, let, let, let's let's go to some more clips first because there's okay. also so as well as setting up the human characters, they also set up a certain canine character. Uh, well, a wolf character. Does that still count as canine? I think yeah, it's just dog, it, isn't yeah. it? Canine. Is that just dog? I don't know. Almost dogs. Okay. Well, almost dog almost character. Dogs. Um, and I love actually that on our artwork it does look like Dottie has skinned Diefenbaker and is wearing a Diefenbaker-esque <laughs> suit. Here's how they set up Diefenbaker. I'll give you this kind of cue if I want you to pause it. Okay. Otherwise, you just step just in the maybe, middle of the clip. You know. say, oh, maybe afterwards, we just go back over these things and record them again just on the microphone just to get them properly. Well, that sounds like me it. doing a lot of back and forwarding. Eventually, we will get some proper equipment. I Really, in the next few months, the idea is to upgrade yeah. the equipment thanks to the wonderful people who uh, subscribe to our other podcast, Galfrey Stands. And uh, uh, this show is, of course, brought to you by the wonderful people at the wonky spanner network so but yeah anyway the, the long and short of it is you're going to get some better equipment in the next few months but i got to get that first and a dvd player and dvd player would probably help as well okay we're going to get some technology <laughs> up in this joint so yeah yeah Diefenbaker just just adorable from the first moment absolutely I think me and Eve are a little bit in love and I think we would now like to buy a wolf yeah if you just pick one up that would be yeah, absolutely great that would be great wouldn't it so make sure you got your wolf's license. Yeah. And a jackapoo. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently a poo. Yeah. Because that's the thing. <laughs> the other bit which they go into pretty much straight after the scene as well is there is a lovely bar scene. Oh, yes, that's a bit special. It's, ah, uh, just, and again, it sets up Stephen Baker because he yeah. kind of, like, he comes to rescue. He does. He yeah. kind of threatens to bite the guy's hand and he just drops the bottle. It was amazing. He didn't even have to bite him. It's just like one look at this wolf. It's like, okay. But there is a certain 
archetype of a scene in this. Mm-hmm. So when Fraser goes in completely unarmed and uh, he even kind of goes like, actually, I've got a Smith & Weston gun, which isn't loaded because I can't do that in your country. He does that in a few episodes. It's the same kind of setup of him going into an impossible situation and just talking his way out of it and kind of showing that he has a strength other than just a gun. Yeah. And that's a lovely theme of it. And there was that the scene where he's talking to the um, the captain at the consulate and he's saying that, you know, Americans underestimate us being Canadian. And I wonder if that's part of it as well. When he's saying, oh, I can't even fire a gun, then straight away the bad guys think they've got the upper hand and they're probably lowering their guard down for you to actually get them. Ah, so you think Fraser's playing mind games? Possibly, I wonder. Benny the Mentalist. <laughs> I never really considered that. Oh, yeah, and I love that character, the uh, Canadian consulate uh, chief. Yeah. It's just a buffoon of a character. It's great. And what was in his office? It's... it's Office is full of African artifacts and, yeah. and it's very bizarre. So like, I didn't know what to make of him. There's this massive Canadian flag, as you'd imagine. Where, why all these African things? You think, okay, what are they trying to put out with, about this um, this character with this? It's, I think he was just a really just, nutty character. Yeah. I think that's all there was to him. He was just a really weird, really kind of buffoon-like character, yeah. and it was kind of something to show that even though maybe Fraser is silly in many ways and very kind of larger than life, he's not stupid, and that mm. guy is. And that yeah. shows you what a stupid guy is and a guy who kind of thinks he knows what's going on when he, he, when really, he really doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of funny because later on with... Um, is it Thatcher? With the, uh, uh, the woman who Fraser ends up kind of having a... Well, they won't, they think. Yeah. yeah, it's Thatcher, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think it is. She is such a clued-up character, so it's kind of nice they, they get to play with that format a bit later on. But yeah, it's uh, I, I think just, again, it's a perfect mix of really great stuff and really stuff that you could just lose in this episode. Yeah. So, one thing which we do have to do, which we said that we're going to do every episode, is have our most Canadian and most American mm. people who aren't the two main characters. Yeah. Have you got any thoughts to begin with? The Canadian character, I thought... I thought maybe I'll go with the native Canadian. Oh, that's a yeah. good thing. I didn't even think about him. He's raw Canadian, so I thought I'll go with him. He's raw Canadian. Raw. Yeah, you know, he's a native, so I thought it's got to be more Canadian than anyone else. I like that. I like the Inuit call. That's good. <laughs> the one which I was going to possibly... Uh, what, who did I... I did have someone. Um, Constant Chief is what I had. Mm. He's just so uh, stupidly Canadian. But, yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's got to go to the the Inuit. Yeah. He's kind of, he was a really sound dude. Yeah, I liked nice. him. American, I had more difficulty choosing the American character. I think I'm going to go with the bartender, actually, because he was, this sounds really bad, and uh, if there's any Americans watching, I'm, I'm only going by... Um, if they're watching... Get away from my window right now. This is a podcast. You shouldn't be able to see this. Listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, he... A little bit corrupt. Um, Even though these um, paying customers, he was willing to take a bribe to shop one of them in. And I'm just thinking, with the way some people are in America at the moment, um, corruption is... um, the American way for some of them not well, for everyone and not I, all Americans I'm going to give you the Canadian but I'm going to have to disagree <laughs> with you with the, the American I Fair think enough. I've got the perfect American Go on, then. it is the police chief 
how he was the best stereotypical hard ass sarcastic police chief mm. in any product like you know that character or some version of it exists in most of these kind of police procedurals but he was perfect at it and he was kind of like it was exactly the same as as a lot of other ones but definitely like but done really well i guess he was he was okay. great very funny i love this like uh, oh there's ammonia involved <laughs> that explains it all then <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go for most Canadian is the Inuit guy, yeah. whose name neither of us apparently can remember. Nope. And uh, police chief Walsh. Well done. Will be the most uh, Canadian, uh, most American. And I think he does end up. I think it might be the character is the same, but the actor is different. Okay. We'll look out for that. Yeah, we're going to have to watch when we uh, rejoin this conversation for the next exciting yes. episode Due South by Southeast. That's almost all we got time for this week. So it's just uh, uh, coming in a slender about 40 minutes for this week's episode. So uh, just a few thank yous before we go. I'd like to thank, of course, you for listening. If you have joined the mini Mountie Club so far, I'm sorry we can't read out your name right now, but this has been recorded straight after the um, introductory episode. So hopefully by about episode three, you'll start getting your shout outs for your uh, mini Mounties out there because we do want to feature you on the show. If you've got any comments or anything uh, to do with the show, Michelle, where can they find that? Find us. <laughs> do you know what? I'm, I think for the next one, I'm going to write this down so I can read it out. <laughs> Where's the fun there? <laughs> it's not fun. It would be less embarrassing. So what's, what's the email address there, Michelle? It's due self. B. No. <laughs> In what you were saying. Hold on, I'm writing it down. No, you were so uncomfortable. Yeah, do you so <laughs> uncomfortable in what you were saying. I thought it was wrong, and I know what it is. <laughs> I've written it down. I'm okay now. It is <clears throat> do self bse at gmail.com. Thank you. And Thank what's you. the Facebook group? I don't know. <laughs> it's the same, isn't some... it? Is it the same? No. no. I bet Neve knows it. Neve? Do self. Um, BSE? No, that's exactly the same. <laughs> okay. Except for when I'm in it. Um, no, the Facebook group is Chew South by Southeast. It's just a full oh, name. It's by and the Twitter handle is? The same. As what? Facebook? No. Chew oh, I think I know. At uh, Chew South BSE. Yes, at Chew South BSE for at Twitter. So if that hasn't confused you to the point where you don't know where you're going, I don't know what will, guys. Uh, we thank, of course, uh, the Wonky Spanner Podcast Network for including us amongst their number. And, of course, Mr. Matt Lees for that fantastic theme tune, which welcomes you to the show every week, which we haven't heard yet, because we're recording it before you send it to us. So I'm assuming it's great. I mean, he could have done a crap job. No, no, he wouldn't. Oh. No, no, Matt Lees is a musical maestro and a good friend and... and Again, half Canadian, so come on. Come on, he's not going to let us down. He won't. I'm he's got the accent and everything. I'm very excited about hearing it. When I say Canadian Welsh, he sounds completely Canadian. <laughs> he was just born in Wales. So anyway, I don't know why I went on that digression, but um, but he's great. So from this uh, first main episode of Due South by Southeast, I've been uh, Detective Squee. And I've been Michelle Mounty. I've just yeah, and you've reversed your name. Yeah, I'm just shaking it up. <laughs> And joining us has been our mini Mountie. Nave. And I've got a thing. Can I 
has a little like a name like you do. Well, you're the, you're a primary mini mantis. Pancakes. Well, you're, you're a mini mantis. Really Stop building your part up. Jeez. <laughs> God. Never work with animals. Oh, Dottie. Okay. Stop giving me that look. And of course, Dottie Baker. And uh, for this week, um, go due south by southeast. Woo! Yeah, we haven't worked off a sign up yet. <laughs> we'll do a sign off properly next week. Bye. 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 Bye.